Good morning and happy Sabbath, everybody. Happy Sabbath. Come on, good morning and happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath. everybody. Sabbath. Are you glad to be in God's house just one more time? Hallelujah. Are you glad that God done something great for you throughout this week? Maybe, may, may, maybe, maybe you're just glad to be able to be at Tabernacle of Praise. But this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us all rejoice and be glad in it. For he didn't have to do it. I'm so glad that he did. We want to welcome you. We want to thank you for taking time out of visiting with us on this here beautiful Sabbath day. We want to welcome you who are viewing us online. We thank God for you, and we give God praise for you. Um, at this time, you can be seated. We just want to welcome you again to um, our worship service today. Um, we want to welcome, I see we have quite a few visitors here, but we want to thank God um, for allowing us to be in this space today. Um, you know, we can't forget that we are still in a, in a pandemic or a COVID season, as we say. But we know that God is a very present help in the time of storm. And that we can continue to worship him in the spirit of beauty and holiness. And so we just want to welcome you. I want to welcome our Brother Prentice. Amen. We praise God for you for being here with us today. We pray that, that you will not leave here the same way you came. But that you will leave here with a newfound love for the things of God, a closer walk with him, a closer relationship with him. And to all of our visiting family, friends, and, and guests and members, we want to thank God for you and pray that, that your experience here will be one that will catapult you to the next level in your ministry. Amen? Because we believe that God is um, intentional about who he wakes up every morning. Yes. That he's intentional about who he allows to see from day to day. And the fact that you are here today is no accident. But God was intentional about allowing you to make it through the red lights, making it through the stop signs. Come on, somebody understand what I'm talking about? We live in St. Louis. Come on, somebody. <laughs> we, we, we live in the loop. Amen. Everybody don't stop at red lights and everybody don't go at green. But you are here today, and we thank God for you, and we pray, we pray that, that your experience here would be one that will, that will take you to that next level. Um, we do have a couple of um, items of business that we do want to deal with. Um, we have a transfer of membership that we want to honor today. Um, a good friend of mine, our former pastor, amen, <laughs> transferring my friend out of here, amen. Um, but, you know, we want him to be able to do ministry um, in, in Michigan. And so we do have the transfer of membership of um, Pastor Clevall Hunter and um, Sister Katrina Hunter. Um, they're requesting their transfer of membership from the Tabernacle of Praise to the South Bend Berean SDA Church um, in South Bend, Indiana. Um, this is the first reading. We'll do the second reading on next week where we'll make a motion to um, move on this recommendation. Again, we serve a mighty God who is doing great works here at Top. Um, we do have a baptism in store today. Amen. Come on. Let's put our hands together. Um, my daughter, amen. We praise God for her. She came to me and said that before she goes back to, goes off to college, not back, but off to college, um, she want that new start. She want to she wanna, she wanna be fresh. Amen. 
Amen. And so we want to celebrate her today um, as we later on in the service will um, go to the watery grave of baptism. Amen. Where we'll be dunking her once, dunking her twice, <laughs> dunking her in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so we praise God for her. And again, we just want to welcome you. Um, we thank God for you. We praise God for you. Um, at this time, if you could just bow your heads with me as we offer up a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we're so privileged, so honored um, that you have allowed us to come into this space today. And we recognize that it's not an accident, but you are intentional. So we thank you so much for loving us, for giving us this place of worship. So we invite you, not that you're not here or that you're not welcome. Matter of fact, you was here before we got here. So we want to say thank you for opening the doors. Thank you for keeping this building intact that we may be able to come in here and experience you. Thank you for our family and friends and guests that have chosen to worship with us today. They could have gone somewhere else, but we thank you, God, for this experience. So do what you do. Throw your weight around. Have your way today. And let us not leave here the same way we came. This we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. amen and amen again.
like that, you kind of stay in your spot and wait for the, see if they're going to come in the side door or the, or the back door or the window or something. So you just kind of wait a little bit. But we praise God for you. Running with Jesus. Running with Jesus. Oh, yeah. Man, I wish I could sing. Boy, I tell you. <laughs> but we thank God. We thank God that we can run with him. That we can worship with him and worship him. As we now transition to our prayer time, we know that these are some very challenging times that we're living in. Some very difficult times that we're living in. Um, the world is in a is in a bad place. Yes. But I thank I thank God for for His Word that says I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yes. So no matter how the world shifts and how the economy changes and how society may may move. We can always stand on the promises of God. That's our foundation. That we can trust him when we can't trace him. That we know that he's always there, no matter what's going on. And one thing about the God that we serve and the one that we pray to is that he is no respecter of person. So he doesn't care about your background. He don't care about your social security or your your geographical location. He doesn't care about any of that, what you've done and what you might do. He said, I'm going to love you in spite of yourself. So much so, I'm going to lay my life down that you may have life. And, and not just have life, Sister Robinson, but have it more abundantly. He said, I'm going to give you what you don't deserve. And so if you have a desire in your heart, if you have a an issue that you're dealing with, I'm just going to ask if you can turn that thing over to God. I've heard it said before, and I believe it, you know, we can't handle it anyway. So why hold on to it? Why keep those troubles and keep those problems? Why keep those issues when we can give it to Jesus? Because he knows exactly what to do with it. So if you feel impressed to draw close to the altar, it's okay. It's okay to come a little closer to us. We are in a, a, a um, social distancing and want to stay safe and we understand. But if you want to draw close to the, to the throne of God, we encourage you to come at this time. Whosoever will, let him come. It's prayer time. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we're so thankful, so appreciative of the fact that you chose us. It's not because we've done something so wonderful or because we're so awesome or so amazing. No, you're awesome and you're amazing. You chose us because of your love for us. And so we want to just say thank you this morning. For thinking enough of us 
to give us this opportunity to come before your throne and lay our concerns before your feet. But Father, before we go any further, we just want to say forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness and and help us to be more like you in our actions and, and in our deeds. Let us not have anything in us that is not a true reflection of you. That wherever we go, God, or whatever it is that we do, that your name will be glorified. Not I, but it is Christ that dwells on the inside. So, Father, you know our needs. You know our concerns. I want to lift up before you in a very special way, Sister Shelby. I ask, oh God, that you will cover her right now where she is. I pray the blood of Jesus over her right now. I ask, oh God, that you would give her a sound mind. That you would give her the Holy Ghost boldness to make the right choices and the right decisions. I pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, for my friend, Juwan. I ask, oh God, that you will cover him, that you will hold him, that you will keep him, for the devil is busy. Young man. In the valley, knowing, oh God, that, 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 that his life belongs to you. Yes. So I pray right now you're covering over his life as well. Yes, Lord. I want to lift up before you in a very special way. The Reed family. Yes, Lord. Oh God, you know what they need. You know what's going on in their household. You know what's happening right now in the name of Jesus. Father, cover the family. Let them know that you have them in the palm of your hand. Let them know, oh God, that you make no mistakes. That you see the end from the beginning. And that while we're trying to figure it out, oh God, you've already worked it out in the name of Jesus. So Father, cover the family. Be with the Harris family. Be with all of those that are, 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 are returning back to school. We pray right now, Father God, that you will let your spirit prevail be with our church family cover our family and friends that are here with us right now father as you walk across this or go through this here uh, uh, altar right now father those that have come close you know what they need you know what's on their plate you know what's on their mind you know what's ailing them right now god i ask you in the name of jesus that you will let your shekinah glory fall down that you will let the spirit of god be released in this place oh god that when we leave here we will know that we have tabernacled with the god almighty so father if it's finances cover it if it's healing oh god heal them Whatever it is, oh God, if it's marriages, oh God, we ask that you will make the crooked road straight, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Cover our grandbabies. Cover our children, oh God. Oh, be with our youth, oh God. In the name of Jesus. We pray right now for those that are in their seats right now. We ask that you will cover and keep them as well. For you know what they need, oh God. It's no mystery to you. It's no surprise to you, oh God. You knew about it years ago. Before you breathed life in us, you already knew what we needed. So Father, do what you do today. Have your way right now. So we thank you for Tabernacle of Praise. We thank you for our family and friends that have drawn close. 
So as we move forward in this here worship experience, take us to the next level. Do what you do, oh God. And we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Thank you so much for this privilege. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. amen, amen, and amen again. Hallelujah. Sabbath. Just want to remind us each of our stewardship nugget or our stewardship blessing that God has given us of time, talent, temple, and treasure. You know, in the Holy Bible, in the scripture in Malachi 3.8, it says, will a man rob God? And we immediately think, how can I rob God? He's almighty. He's all powerful. He's all seeing and all knowing. How can I rob God? It's impossible, right? But God says, yeah, you have robbed me. That's not my words. That's his words. You, you have robbed me. God says we robbed God. How can we rob God? The verse talks specifically about tithe and offering. We kind of know that by being dishonest with the return of our tithe and offering. But let's enlarge it a little bit. Because the principles in the Bible don't just stick to one specific item. They can be used throughout other areas also. So when we think of robbing God in terms of our time, talent, temple, and treasure, wow, that sounds pretty bad, right? God has given all of us every bit of time that we have on this earth. Hold on for a second. <laughs> I guess I need the master's touch. So God has given us our time, talent, temple, and treasure, 100% of it, and yet we don't want to return any of it back to him. We don't want to give him our time. We don't want to share our temple. We don't want to give our talent or our treasures. And, you know, there's more than one way to rob a person. You don't have to just go into the store and reach in the cash register to rob somebody. If I owe you X amount of dollars, and I reach in, give you a wider bill, and shortchange you and run off, I still robbed you. Are we shortchanging God with our time? Mercy. Think about it. We just jump up and run off to work, get back home, watch TV for eight more hours, <laughs> fall asleep. We haven't thought about God all day. Unless we get in trouble, then it's, oh, Lord, help me. So we're shortchanging God. Let's use some of our time for him. Get up, have worship with God. It don't have to be 20 minutes, just two minutes if that's all you can spare at that time. Or when you get home, don't just flip on your favorite show. Pick up the Bible and read a little bit. Call somebody and have a word of prayer. Don't shortchange God on your time. What about our talents? Every one of us has plenty of talents, not just one, many Everybody has talents. You can't tell me you don't have an ability to do something right. Come on now. But are we sharing those talents with God? Has anyone ever asked you to serve in a position in church? Have you ever volunteered to serve in a position in church? Mm. Do you use your talents on your job to share the message with somebody? Do you use your talents at the supermarket to just tell somebody, look how God has blessed us? 
or to share, you know, a few of your dollars to pay for something that they might need. That's witnessing for God, using your talents for God. What about our bodies, our temples? Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And we're shortchanging God because we don't keep our temples in as best shape as we can. Our nutrition is terrible. I ain't going to point fingers, but I bet everybody in here eats junk food. At some point or another, we like junk food. That's shortchanging your temple, shortchanging God. Are we not getting enough rest? That's shortchanging God. How can you function without proper rest and nourishment? Do we get out and enjoy the fresh air and the sunshine? If you don't, you're shortchanging God again. Our temples need to be taken care of so that the Holy Spirit can dwell within us. And, of course, our treasure. Don't even have to go into that, do I? <laughs> one of the things we're good at shortchanging God with is our treasure. Right. Even though he gives us 100% of everything we get, we don't want to return the 10%. Mm. We sure don't want to get a free will offering. Mm. Can you imagine? Uh, this is very interesting. As a landlord, a lot of times people want to shortchange you. Mm. And I look like I could be shortchanged, but... Don't let the smooth taste fool you. <laughs> I got to get my money. <laughs> so people come to me and they say, uh, uh, Mr. Landlord, I'm, I'm a little bit short. And I say, how are you short when you know every month you owe this amount of money? You can't be short. Well, I had to pay my cable bill, and I had to pay my light bill. So you going to shortchange me? You're not going to need cable or lights <laughs> if you shortchange me. So can you imagine what if God was that way with us? If we shortchange God and he says, oh, you're going to shortchange me? Okay, it's like that. And he shortchanged us back. No air. You no longer breathe. Your heart stops. Your brain no longer functions. You lose every piece of property you ever had. You, uh, you can't walk, you can't think, you can't digest food, can't go to sleep. What if God treated us like we treat him? Have mercy. I thank God that we serve a merciful yes. and long-suffering yes. God who does not reward us according to what we deserve, but through his mercy he blesses us with time, talent, temple, and treasure. And we can just give a little bit back to him. He's not asking you to sacrifice your son like Abraham. Mm -hmm. He's just asking for a little bit of our time, talent, temple, and treasure for his glory and for his work. Amen? Amen. Amen. Would our deacons please come forward to lift our morning tithe and offering? And please remember you can always return tithe and offering through our cash app at dollar sign T-O-P giving through AdventistGiving.org. Just do a search on Tabernacle of Praise and you can also return it to our treasurer, Sister Teresa Harris. Let us pray. Loving Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege that you've given us. The privilege to return our time, talent, temple, and treasure and our tithe and offering. Bless us, dear Lord, to be honest and faithful to you as you are honest and faithful to us. May this uh, time, tithe and offering be used for a worthy purpose to spread your gospel message to all the world in this generation. In the blessed name of Jesus, let everyone say amen. Amen.
miracle. He is still working miracles in my life. He is still working miracles in spite of all that is going on. God is still a miracle worker. He is still a miracle worker. So we thank God that he is working miracles. Amen. 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 We're going to get it right. We got it right. But we thank God that we are able to know that he is a miracle working God. That he cares for us. That he is in control of everything. So we thank God for being a miracle working God. Thank you so much, praise team, for that beautiful selection. That word, that's a word right there. That is a word right there. Um, to know that God is still working miracles, that my limbs are functioning because of him, my, my mind is working because of him. Um, all these things, are all, of my, all of my ideas and my dreams and aspirations and all those things because of because of God, and so we thank God that he is still working miracles. Um, I thank God for this privilege and this opportunity to come and stand before you on this um, beautiful Sabbath morning. Um, I will not be before you long. Um, I thank God that we are able to um, just spend this time together, um, but we want to continue moving as the Spirit of God is definitely um, has shown himself um, up today, has shown up today. Um, so at this time, if you have your Bibles with you, we want to jump right into the Word of God. Um, if you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me to the book of John, chapter 19. John, chapter 19, amen. Um, we just want to read a couple of verses um, with you. Um, John, chapter 19, we want to start with verse 25, and we'll read all the way down to verse 27. When you have it, please stand with me um, in honor of the Word of God, and um, if you have your um, smart devices with you. Um, you can use those, your iPad, your iPhone, your Android, whatever it is. Or we have it on the screen for you. That's John chapter 19, and we'll be reading from 25, verse 25, all the way down to verse 27. When you have it, please say amen. 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 Um, let us all read these three verses together. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to his disciples, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own house. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for um, allowing us to gather in this space. Also, we want to just lift up Sister Bev in a very special way. 
um, pray your healing hands upon her. Um, very faithful, dedicated member, we ask that you would just cover her even now. Um, Father God, so speak to us through thy word, for thy word is true, and we'll be ever so mindful to give you all praise, honor, and glory. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen again. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A little bit different. Normally we do the responsive reading there. Um, but I figured since we were just dealing with three verses that we can all join in and read those three verses together. Amen. So we thank God for the reading of his word. Very um, familiar passage here. Our topic today, we're dealing with Family Matters point 2.0. Um, I believe that we're in a time where family does matter. Um, family is crucial. You know, one thing I say to, to my family, to my girls, I say, you know, if you can't turn to anybody, you should be able to turn to family. Um, if you can't depend on anybody, you should be able to turn to your family. Um, and so we drive that in our home, and I pray that as they get older, that they would drive it in their home as well, because I believe that family does matter. Now, you're familiar with the sitcom. I'm sure of all of us, there are a lot of sitcoms out there that are dealing with family. Amen. Family matter, uh, family matter, which is a, a very familiar one. Um, I actually was able to um, look at the reunion. Now, many of us probably liked the, the episode, but I was able to check out the reunion. Um, very interesting. You know, you learn some things. Amen. Um, and while you, you know, uh, one of the things that I, I enjoy doing, I, you know, I love watching YouTube. Um, you know, I mean, I'm just, I just, I find all kind of stuff on YouTube. I mean, good stuff though. Good stuff. Um, nothing crazy. Come on, somebody. Um, but, but, but I, you know, I just go on and on and on, um, get caught up in a, how to fix cars and how to change a battery and just, just all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, I even fixed my garage one time, um, you know, YouTube. Um, and, so, and so, you know, I found the, um, the, um, the Family Matters um, reunion one time. It was, was able to check it out and it um, was very interesting to learn some things. But I've learned that how, even in that, in that episode, or in that, not that episode, but in that sitcom, um, especially with the children when they were younger, um, I've learned that even the children when they were younger, that that family that they worked with on a regular became their family. Um, um, you know, going through puberty and going through the different stages as a child, because they worked with these individuals for so long, this now became their family. One of the things I want us to understand as we look at our text here, um, we see Jesus here is having this conversation with his mother um, and his disciple, one of his, one of his boys, one of his favorite disciples. You find throughout scripture where there were several times where Jesus um, called John aside um, and, and, and John was able to experience Jesus um, differently than the other disciples was able to experience him. But we see here now Jesus is on the cross. Um, Jesus is now looking out over the mass. He's looking at the people as those that once sang his praises are now singing his demise. Those just a few days ago were singing, Hail him, King, Lord of Jesus, Hosanna to the highest. We are so glad that you're here. We're just so elated that you have come to visit with us. But now they're singing his demise. And so these last sayings of Jesus, which we're looking at this third one, when he's speaking to his mother and to John. And I stopped and I realized, I said, Lord, okay, so what exactly is it that Jesus is trying to convey to us, especially in 2022? 
what exactly is Jesus wanting us to take away from here? Because see, when I look at the last seven scenes of Jesus, we know that Jesus, first of all, he cried out on the cross the first time when he began to speak. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In other words, these individuals that are crucifying me, these individuals that are standing here casting lots for my belongings, these individuals that are standing here whom I've come to lay my life down, whom you sent me here that I may be the redeemer of the world, these same individuals who I'm laying my life down for could care less about me. But I want you to forgive them. I want you to forgive them because they don't know exactly what they're doing. So I look at my family, I think about my family, could it very well be that sometimes that we say things or we do things or we find ourselves involved in things where we really don't know exactly what's going on? Could it be that we're responding out of the heat of the moment? Have you ever been there? Have you ever responded and didn't give much thought to your action? You just did it because that's how you felt. You had that um, Burger King mentality. You just did it your way. Maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one uh, 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 that has ever experienced that moment where I lashed out and didn't realize that I was in the, I was in the wrong. So Jesus cries out. These individuals, they are standing there. They're looking at the cross. They're seeing Jesus there. And Jesus is saying, Father, please don't destroy them, but forgive them, for they have no idea of what they're doing. But then it goes on, the text tells me, or the, or the uh, story goes on, that Jesus is now on the cross and he uh, 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 finds himself now in between these two thieves. One of the thieves sees Jesus, he understands and realizes that he has, what, what he has done deserved him to be where he is. But then there was another one that felt like, Jesus, you're supposed to be the king of kings. You're the Lord of lords. You're the almighty one. Hey, why don't you save yourself? And while you're at it, Jesus... Could you save us too? I mean, you are God, aren't you? You are the Savior of the world. Here it is again, how we miss the mark. How we miss an understanding the reason why Jesus even came into our lives. Why is that Jesus even woke us up this morning? It is so easy to get sidetracked and sidestruck at the idea that we are here today, we're living good, living large, as we would say, and fail to realize that we're just one heartbeat away from a heart attack, one thought away from losing our mind, one paycheck away from being homeless, but yet we have arrived. So Jesus, since you are king, since you are God, could you save me, save yourself first, since you said that you have all power was given unto you, save yourself. Jesus goes on now is what we want to deal with today. Well, Jesus looks out and he sees his mother. He sees John standing there. And of course, there were some other women, Mary Magdalene, uh, uh, Mary, the mother of Cleopas, and then Mary's sister was there as well. We call her uh, 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 Salome. She's standing there as well. And Jesus looks out, and now Jesus sees his mother. Jesus is dying on the cross. You would think at this stage of the game that Jesus would be less concerned about his mother or his, or his close friend or anything else because his life is about to be snuffed out. But yet Jesus, even in the midst of his, of his anger, uh, or, or, or should I say in the midst of his pain, 
or in the midst of, his, of the trauma that his body was experiencing as he hung on that cross with those nails driven into his hands, driven into his feet. But yet he was able to think about his mother and his friends. Oh, yeah, we're talking about a good God here because I'm going to be honest with you. Let's just be real in here today. How many of us would take that opportunity to think about anybody else other than your own self? But Jesus thought about his mother. So I said, Lord, so his mother, why his mother? In other words, when you think about his mother, family matters. Jesus said, let me, I cannot leave my mother without. You see, Joseph had already passed. Amen. Joseph had already passed. Uh, 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 now Mary is a widow. And so Jesus being the oldest of, the, of, of her children, it's his responsibility to take care of his mother. So Jesus would respond to her, woman, behold your son. The son would say that Jesus, that was a little bit disrespectful. How can you call your mother woman? I know back in the day, especially in the 70s, now today I might be able to get away with it. My mother's a little bit older now. But I know back in the 70s, definitely in the 60s, if I had to call my mother, I kind of gave my age away there. But I know for sure if I had approached my mama, come on somebody, and called her woman. <laughs> I may not be preaching today. But Jesus meant no disrespect when he called his mother Woman. This was a term of endearment. This was a, this, in, in, in other words, Jesus did not want to, to um, 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 drive the pain that mother was, ex, that, uh, Mar, that Mary was experiencing deeper as she looked on the cross and saw her son, whom she birthed, her son, whom she laid in a manger, her son, whom she cared for, who was birthed to her by the Holy Spirit, this young child that she watched as a babe now hang on the cross knowing that he didn't deserve any of this, trying to make sense of what is going on to see her son hanging on the cross. Now I get it, I get it. The Holy Spirit spoke, the angels spoke to Mary and the angel warned Mary and told Mary that you will experience some pain, that there will be a time where this same Jesus will be taken from you. But oh how, oh how, we are never prepared when that happens. Oh, no matter how we set it up or how we put things in order, no matter how many times we line things up, we're never prepared when death shows up. We're never ready. Just a few years ago, several years ago, actually, uh, 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 um, my dad passed. One day I'm on the phone talking to him. The next day I'm driving to the Indianapolis to visit with him before he go into surgery. I get there. He comes out of surgery. He's laying in the bed. He's not breathing. I go to, the um, doctor tells me that he's had to do another procedure. I go to get something to eat, figure I'll just come back after the procedure. When I come back, I get news from my sister. Don't go to the room, but go to another room. You never prepare. Mary stood there and watched as her son, Jesus, the one when Jesus first started his ministry, they were at a wedding, and Mary goes to Jesus and says, Hey, son, son of mine, we're out of wine. What, what, can you do something? 
First miracle that Jesus did was when he turned water into wine. Mary witnessed Jesus and watched Jesus as he opened the eyes of the blind, as he healed the sick and raised the dead and healed those with leprosy. But now her son Jesus is laying on the cross and he cannot come down. As bad as she wanted him to. But the truth of the matter is Jesus had to come down off that cross. Us being here would mean nothing, and I mean nothing. So she watched and she witnessed as her son. And so I'm asking the question, Jesus, so Jesus, what exactly are you, do you want us to understand? First and foremost, Jesus said, I need you to understand that family matters, especially your immediate family. Never get too caught up in your spirituality where you forget that your family matters, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your niece, and your nephew. They are just as important to the kingdom of God as you are. Oh, how we can get so heavily minded where we're no earthly good. Jesus said, family matter. Mama, I need you to understand um, that although I'm laying here, although I'm in anguish, uh, although just a few days ago I cried out to my father, 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 if there's any way you can let this cup pass, Jesus. Father went ahead and allowed Jesus to go through that. Why is it that sometimes God allowed us to go through the most horrible experience? Why is it that sometimes God allows tragedy to show up, tragedy after tragedy and discomfort after discomfort and pain after pain, and you think that you just got through with this issue and another issue shows up that trumps that issue, and you're wondering, is there any relief? Jesus! Jesus had to let you know that I need you to understand something. Even as you go through what you go through, don't neglect family. And so he tells his mother, he looks down on it. He said, I need you to understand, yes, I'm going away. Yes, I'm dying. You see, you see, oh, there's so, you see, you see, Jesus was able to, Jesus was seeing what we cannot see. You see, Jesus knew that there would be a resurrection day. Jesus understood uh, that this is not the end, uh, that this is only the beginning. This is, this is just a moment in time. Uh, and oh, oh, how we take moments and make it the final end. Uh, we make it the whole story when it's merely just a moment. And I get it. I realize. Let me explain something to you. You're not talking to someone that has never experienced hardship. I need you to understand and know that you're not talking to someone that has never experienced discomfort. I need you to realize. I need you to understand that you're talking to a human being that if you cut me, I will bleed red blood. Come on, somebody. That if you hit me hard enough, I just might cry. Or I hit you back. Come on, help me, Lord. <laughs> but I'm human. And Jesus understood as he looked out and he saw his mother as he hung from that cross. And he realized that I'm leaving my mother. Now keep in mind that Mary had other children. But understand this, brothers and sisters, that these individuals weren't in the church as of yet. These, are, these individuals have not received the message of Christ yet. You see, it wasn't until after Jesus' resurrection that Jesus' brothers accepted his ministry, accepted Jesus 
as their personal Lord and Savior. And sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes the loss of someone. Sometimes it takes the death of someone. I don't know why. I can't make it. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me either. Why would you have to allow tragedy to show up in your life before you decide to make a decision to give your life to Jesus? Why must you have to wait until all hell breaks loose before you now decide to give it all over to Jesus? Why must you get in accidents and have your bills and all this stuff jump off? Why must we allow these things to happen before we get it right with Jesus? I didn't write the book. I'm just trying to live by it. Help me, Lord. But for whatever reason, that's how we function. It has to be some type of traumatic moment that takes place before we realize, oh, the lights have come on. Now I got it. But I told my dad a long time ago after I realized that I made, I made a lot of mistakes. And my dad said, son, he said, son, you know, you can't learn from others' mistakes. You don't have to make them all. You, to, you, you, you making all the mistakes for everybody. Uh, you, know, you, you can learn from somebody else's. You do know that, right? So some, sometimes God allows stuff to show up because God is trying to draw us closer to him because we have veered off the beaten path and we don't even realize it. I say it all the time and I'm saying again, I don't want to bash anyone. I'm not here to bash anyone. I'm not here to make anyone feel uncomfortable. But we have to, be, to speak truth to power and we have to tell it like it is. COVID, when COVID came, COVID just simply revealed what was really in us. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I get it. Yeah. COVID just simply showed us who we really are. Because there should be no reason that a, that, that a shutdown ought to stop us now from coming to the house of God. Let's just be real up in here. If anything, when the doors opened up, the house should have been packed. Not just with the old folk, old members, but with new members. Because every last one of us in here knows somebody that died of COVID. That ought to have been a, real, a realization right there that maybe I need to get my stuff together. But what happened was it revealed that we never had it together. Singing in the choir, serving on the usher board, serving in the praise team, sitting on the board, doing all of these things in the church, but yet when COVID show up, we shut it down. And to even have a conversation about getting it back started again, we are now offending folk. Very sensitive subject. So Jesus wants us to let, want to let us know as he looked out there and saw his mother in pain, saw his mother suffering, she's about to lose her son, the only one that took care of her. 
Because the other brothers, they didn't even follow Jesus. They, 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 they didn't even believe in Jesus' ministry. So the only one that, Mo, that Mary had to lean on, the only one that was take care of Mary, the only one that was going to provide for Mary, is now stretched wide on a cross and about to lose his life. So Mary, Jesus, looks out and said, I want you to understand that I'm not leaving you by yourself. I'm not leaving you by yourself. So woman, behold your son. So not only do Jesus want us to understand that our immediate family matters, now Jesus turns to his friend, his close friend, John. If I, were, if I can say it like this, now Jesus turns to his church family. Now, now Jesus looks to his church family. He looks to John, the one that was been there through thick and thin. John, the one that laid his head on his bosom, the one that was right there with him. John, I need you to understand. Behold your mother. Because now I need you to care for the widows, care for those that are without, care for those, my church family. I need you to understand that Jesus said, I need you to care for those that are suffering, those that are in pain. Don't get so caught up in your religiosity. Don't get caught up in this religious thing and this feel-good movement. Don't get caught. I need you to take care of those that are struggling, those that are hurting, those that are in pain. Church folk. Behold your brother, behold your sister, behold your mother, behold your daddy, behold your family. Because at the end of the day, family matters. Being in the church, it matters how we conduct ourselves in the house of God. It matters how we deal with one each other, with, with one another in the house of the Lord. God said, I need you to understand that family matters because at the end of the day, we're all that we have. If I can't call on you, my church family, who can I call on? Everywhere I go, I say it the same. I say it like this. I put it like this. I say, listen, if I should be able to close my eyes and be able to pick up my phone and call any one of you and you should answer the phone with love and respect. And I say that because when you call my number, you want me to do the same thing, amen? Be it 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, not p.m., no, come on now, I'm talking a.m. No matter what time you call me, you want me to be there for you. So why is it then that I can't call you and you there for me? I just figured we're all trying to go to heaven, amen? I figured at the foot of the cross is level, amen? I figured that there was no special line for pastors and another line for members. From what I understand, there is only one line. I would say two, but we're only going to stick with the one. Come on, somebody. We don't want to talk about that other line, amen? Jesus said, I need you to understand at this point, at this stage, I need you to understand that I'm 
placing something in the church's hand, there is their responsibility now to care for the widow. So he tells them, he tells his disciples, behold your mother. And the Bible goes on to say, and from that hour, that disciple took her to his home, to his own home, and cared for her. Are we caring for God's people? Are we caring for God's people, be it those in the church, or be it our own family members outside the church? Are we showing the love of Christ? Are we modeling that which God had entrusted to us? Are we holding up the bloodstained banner? Are we living our lives in such a way where our family and our friends want to know what must I do to be saved? Because at the end of the day, there is only one family that we're all really a part of, the family of God. And the Bible says that he that shall come will come and will not tarry. So when he cracks the sky and when he calls his children and we go to that earth, uh, 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 well, I say the, the, the new Jerusalem, but, but when we go to that new city, there's just one family. And if we can't be family here, how in the world can we expect to be family there? Because there will be no repeats. There will be no do-overs. This is it. This is it right here. There, 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 once breath leave your body, it's a wrap. I know, I know, I get it. I know some of us want to believe that, you know, we'll come back as a lampshade or, a, 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 you know, we, we believe in so many, there's, there's so many different beliefs out there. I just want to help you out, my family. That once breath leaves your body, the Bible declares that the dead know not anything. That there is no, no remembrance in the grave. So today is your day. Today is your day. So family matters. And today, my brothers and sisters, I want to invite you to be a part of this family. The family of Tabernacle of Praise. The family of God. Choose ye this day who you will serve. Will it be God or will it be man? You see, as I just mentioned, there is no big eyes or little U's at the cross. See, at the foot of the cross is level. So there is no boasting at the cross. There is no special privileges at the cross. You see, God gives every last one of us in here a measure of faith. There are blessings that he has for you that is not mine to have. There are blessings that, are, that belong to me that's not yours to have. God gives you exactly what you need. So today is your day. Today is the day. Today is the day for your salvation. Today is the day for you to make your calling an election sure.
Today is the day for you to present yourself a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. I cannot end this without giving you that opportunity. I cannot end this without making it very clear and making it very personal that Jesus is there waiting. Don't worry about who's sitting to your left or who's sitting to your right. Don't worry about any of those things. Today is your day to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, I want to live for you. I need you in my life. Is there one? Is there one? You reign on the throne for you are God God alone because of you my cloudy days are gone I can sing to you this song I just want to say that I love you more than anything is there one can we say it again I live I lift my hands in total adoration to you. You reign on the throne, for you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloud. Yes, sir. Is there one? Is there one? I just want to say that I love you more than anything. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you. Hey. I worship. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you. There may be somebody here that maybe, maybe, maybe just maybe today wasn't that day. But you have a new love for Jesus. You you have a desire to follow him. You have a desire to want to know him. If you are that such person, I just ask if you can stand with me. Is there one? Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I worship, I worship, I worship. 
just want to tell you, Lord, I love you, God, I have you, Lord, I need you, oh. Hallelujah. Father God, again, we thank you so much. We thank you for keeping us, for holding us and molding us. Our desire is to worship you. You see those that have stood, Father, a desire to, to just follow you all the way. A new commitment unto you, O oh God. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. We ask that you will seal the deal today. As we go into our baptismal time, O oh God, we just pray right now that you will bless this pool. We pray, oh God, that you would transform the water that is inside from a, a common use to a spiritual use. This watery grave. Changing of the lives, oh God. Do what you do, God. Have your way. This we pray in Jesus' name. That the people of God say amen and amen again. for the <clears throat> baptism. We're going to have a little praise time. Is that all right? all right? I mean, you know, Lord, you are good. Amen.
church say amen. amen. Now, Jesus, the last thing he told his disciples, he said, Go ye into all the world, teaching them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. This is the most important part of the church service right here. This is what church is all about. This is why Jesus died. And right now we have our special Maya Fields. Amen. That has decided to go down in the watery grave. We're going to invite her and the first lady to come on up. Amen. You know it's very difficult in these last days for our young people who are fighting all types of things to make this courageous decision to follow God. And we're so proud of Maya for this decision. And we are going to give the abbreviated vows. And if you agree, you will say yes in the affirmative. It says, do you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord? And do you desire to live your life in a saving relationship with him? Do you accept the teachings of the Bible as expressed in the statement of the fundamental beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist Church? And do you pledge by God's grace to live your life in harmony with these teachings? Amen. Do you desire to be baptized as a public expression of your belief in Jesus Christ, to be accepted into the fellowship of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and to support the church and its mission as a faithful steward by your personal influence, tithe and offerings, and a life of service. Amen. Yeah. You've heard her responses. Now I'm asking the church to make a motion to accept Sister Maya Fields into the fellowship in the Tabernacle of Praise, Seventh-day Adventist Church. Is someone, I've heard it move. Is there a second? Second. Second. All in favor, let it be known by saying aye. All the polls is carried. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, choir, let's sing. Take me to the water as they go around. Come on, church. And those that want to take pictures, come on. mic on here. This is definitely a, a blessing and an honor to be able to stand here with uh, my daughter to be able to baptize her 
into the family of God. Um, she came to me um, when she came home from Pine Forge. She said, Dad, she said, I want to be baptized. I want to be rebaptized. She said she wanted to, when she go off to school, she want to have a fresh start. When she go off to Oakwood, she want to have a new start. And um, something was tugging on her heart. And so, you know, as a dad, you know, you can't, you know, just turn that away. And so it is indeed an honor to be able to baptize her. I'm going to ask if she have her sister back there, if you want to come a little close, and your family, your friends, if you want to stand and support, show your love for Maya as she embarks upon her journey. <laughs> See, her mom is over here, my wife. We praise God for you. Sister Kennedy, come on in, come on in. These are, these are sweat tears. Um, but um, right now, we just want to baptize you, okay? So Maya, because of your faith, because of your love, and your dedication yes. and your desire uh -huh. to follow Jesus all the way. Yes. It gives me an honor uh -huh. and a privilege to be able to baptize you in the name of the Father yes. and of the Son yes. and of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Live for Him yes. and Him only. be others that have just witnessed this, have a desire to uh, do likewise. If you're such person and you want to be in the next baptism, um, we just ask if you can just raise your hand and we'll see to it that our Bible workers will reach out to you and make sure that you are properly prepared um, for our next baptism. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you so much uh, for this privilege and this honor that you have given us to uh, baptize. All of heaven is rejoicing. Yes. Uh, all of heaven is rejoicing. Yes. And so we thank you for Maya. We pray that you will continue to cover her, uh, be with her as she embarks upon her college career, as she starts this new journey, this new chapter. Uh, we pray, oh God, that you will seal the deal even now. Thank you so much for this privilege and this honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen again. Praise the Lord. Now our ushers and deacons will dismiss you, and you can give them the right hand of fellowship. Come on, choir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.